We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Little Technotronic. Start out a Friday, a very important Friday broadcast. One of the biggest games in Dolphins memory. Coming up Sunday night, Hard Rock Stadium. Walked into the studios today. I came to the studios in Miami and uh, Gail Garten from uh, Light FM. She said, oh, I saw you on the the new news on NBC6. This must be some big game. I said, yeah, this is a big game. In all honesty, because Ari Odzer from NBC had uh, contacted me this morning, and he's like, yeah, we're going to do a story on Dolphins' bills. And so I was on NBC6 at noon. For them to do, Crowder, a story at, you know, a Friday newscast for just a regular season game, you know, again, Dolphins are already in the playoffs. That's that's how much has to has to to do uh, on this game Sunday night. Like this is what I I one of the uh, sound bites. I don't know if he used it, but one of the things I said was, "Hey, Sunday night really is going to determine whether this season goes to a place that we had a feeling it was going to go when things were when they put up seventy on Denver." or whether this season ends with a spectacular thud in a fashion that we've seen Dolphin seasons end before. And I'm not saying that they you know, automatically lose the playoffs if, uh, if they have to go to Kansas City. But Sunday night, this is a big game. It's huge and six seed to two seed. Like, think about that. Six seed to two seed, and I know it's funny because I was on a Buffalo station this morning and I didn't prepare correctly because I didn't know what happens to Buffalo if they lose or oh, win. This this is wild. Uh, before you even say it, because this is shocking. I read it this morning. I had no idea. Buffalo is the ninth team since 1990 to enter the final week of a regular season with both a chance at the number two seed or a chance to completely miss the playoffs. And I... um. I didn't play it off well when they presented that to me because I didn't know that. So I was like, yeah, the Dolphins, if they lose, they're guaranteed to play in Buff- I mean, in Kansas City. Huh. I just pumped them information you've given me over the last couple of days. I'm like, yeah, Casey, or we're at home playing another AFC opponent. And, you know, and I start talking and, and, and the guy's like, yeah, well, if Buffalo loses, they're out. And I said, oh. Yeah. Talk about <laughs> I really, stakes. I was like, I didn't oh. realize that either till this morning. I was looking at some notes, and and like you talk about the stakes on this game, the stakes are you know crazy for the Dolphins, but for Buffalo, you have a chance to be the two seed or not in the playoffs, and that's that even adds to my non gutness. Yeah, 
because now who is it? McDermott and those guys, Josh and Stefan and all the guys, Greg Russo and Ed Oliver, all the guys, you know, that we know the guys on the team. We play them hell twice, twice a year. They are playing for win or go home. They're playing for the TNT NBA. They're going to be on the, they're going to be on the fishing meme going home if they lose this game and the dolphins, for what we've seen, you bring up the, the Denver game. You bring up, like, Josh McDaniels, Tua leading the league in passing and top five in all categories. Like, is the excitement there? Because we really should be a team like the Ravens, like the Niners, like those teams that I would love if Mike White started this game. I would love that we're just rolling in. We know where we're sitting. We know what's going to figure it out. This is a very scary game for me, but also – it will let you know what the Dolphins are made of. It'll yep. let you know. Beating Dallas. So we all we always talked about these last three weeks of the season. The, 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 the Dallas, the Buffalo, we talked about this. Uh, there's going to be a stretch that we're going to see what this team is made of. They end up whooping Dallas, well, whooping, beating Dallas. And now you have your division opponent on the line. And this is crazy to me. I brought this up this morning, too. To win the division since my old 40 ass was playing. I'm 40 years old, and the last time we won the AFC East, I was in the locker room in Meadowlands. We just beat Brett Favre. We just won the division. I have my shirt still in the – it's probably all moth-eaten now. It's terrible. But I have my AFC East champion shirt in my closet somewhere. This is the first time since 08 that they can say we are division champions. It's on the line. Hawk, this eight, what is it, 820 on yeah. Sunday night? Yeah. Bro, the world is going to be watching. Tom Palacero tweeted out, Bills coach Sean McDermott on QB Josh Allen, who's been a full participant in practice this week. Despite neck and right finger issues, he'll be ready to go Sunday night. So, Because I saw today uh, Trevor Lawrence is questionable for Jacksonville. We know Lamar Jackson's not playing for Baltimore. Like you said, there's a few teams where you kind of wish the Dolphins were in that situation where you can rest some starters and uh, and be totally healthy. But Josh Allen will be out there. What would you say, Solana? Xavier Howard will not be out there? Yeah, X is out for the game. Okay. All right. So there's another uh, – Another bad loss. You know, we kind of knew that he wasn't going to be there, but it's official that he's not going to play. So yep. there's a lot going on. So we're going to talk some Dolphins today. We've got so J- our Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. I was just and watching Eli Apple. I was and just Kater Kohu. I was just watching video of uh, Mike McDaniel and Jalen Ramsey on the practice field on ESPN right now because it's it's Jalen. I mean, listen, Eli Apple, Kater Kohu, do your things. It's Jalen Ramsey. Run around. Man to man on Stefan Diggs for four quarters, 60 minutes. Jalen, earn your money. I'm going to text him. Jalen, earn your money. Run around. Go get him. Go find him. If he's at running back, play linebacker. Go find Stefan Diggs. Stick with him even when uh, when the Bills' defense is out on the field. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey needs to be next to Stefan Diggs on the sideline. Huh, you joking. If Stefan takes a playoff, I want them to pull Jalen Ramsey out the game. And then when Stefan runs back on, I want Jalen to go back in the game. I want it to be totally obvious that Stefan Diggs and Jalen Ramsey are married for this game. I I love it. I don't know who the man or the woman is, but I will be the priest. Man is Jimmy. 
Uh, we've got our final pair of heat tickets <laughs> to give away today, heat and rockets at the Kaseya Center on Monday. We've given away a pair of tickets every day this week. We will do so again today. And I have to tell you, the Florida Panthers are doing work. They have won six in a row. They are playing as good as they have played all season long. And uh, we'll talk some Panthers today as well. Will Manso is going to join us from Local 10. Mike Cuno is going to join us from CBS 4. And uh, before you know it, it'll be Sunday night. We're just staying on the air till Sunday night. It'll be Sunday night, mm. uh, 8 p.m., and uh, and then uh, we'll watch uh, some Dolphins Bills. <laughs> All right, let's get headlines here. Start out the show. Headlines with Alejandro Solana. They're driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. I don't know about you guys. I, I want to see Kohu get a second chance against Stefan Diggs on Sunday. I think Kohu would like to have a uh, – neuralizer from men in black and forget mm-hmm. and he can probably get one at bayside by the way because mm-hmm. uh those were all aliens i don't know if you saw the story yeah. but you know you saw that police presence at bayside a few nights ago crowder yes that was crazy largest police presence i have ever seen for any just kind of traditional chicanery mm-hmm. supposed to be teenagers uh maybe there were shots fired obviously you want to have a a great police response for that but word has come out apparently that it was aliens. It was an, it, there were aliens, ten foot aliens. Hmm. There's video if you look on social media yeah. where you can kind of see big, large creatures walking. Right, very clear. And uh, I'm imagining that uh, if they do have those neuralizers, if you look even closer on the camera, you will see Cater Kohu trying to get one of them so he can forget what happened in the original Buffalo game. There's aliens at Bayside. Yeah. That really is a true statement. I mean, it, it depends. There's you know, aliens you're, at Bayside, Hawk. Right. Alien, like that's alien. where that's where they're gonna attack. Well, you're you're assuming outer space aliens, uh-huh. but aliens can just be people from different countries. And that ten base, foot basic ten well, foot aliens? They what where are you from, Solana, Uruguay? Yeah. Are there ten foot people in Europe? Have you seen Victor Wembanyama? <laughs> Dude, I, I listen. He's got to be approaching ten feet. Oh, for sure. He turned twenty yesterday. By the time he's thirty, he's going to be fourteen feet. Right. Well, if you don't want to believe, they're going to ride the carousel. Is if you don't want to believe, you mean the uh, Ferris wheel, that big the, uh, the sky wheel there? there? Yeah, that's there. They they came to ride the Ferris wheel. That might be a wheel for their vehicle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like a very large police presence mm-hmm. for some teenagers. Right. I mean, the pictures are legit, Crowder. I saw, I saw those pictures. Yeah. Not blurry at all. <laughs> Anybody hear that? Listen, I believe in aliens, Hawk. I believe in aliens, I but do I don't too. believe they're gonna I don't believe they're gonna go to Bayside. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I don't I wouldn't go to Bayside. <laughs> I mean no, You know what? I'm gonna I wouldn't travel what is it, like, you know, fifty miles for me to get down there? I, I'm not traveling three billion light years to go to Bayside. If anything, I'm going to raising canes or something. They missed the date. It was January nineteenth. They want to meet their other friend, Udonis Haslam. <laughs> Who played in the NBA for 21 years. <laughs> hey, UD, what's up, bro? 
Maybe they were just parking for the Dolphins game. They they heeded your advice, Hawk. <laughs> Is it possible that they were going to have dinner at Bongo's? We're very disappointed it was closed and said, well, let's go see if Dick Clark's American Bandstand is still open at Bayside. <laughs> Sneak around at 11-2. <laughs> there was a place that was just everything wrong with South Florida. Bayside would have to be up there. It would it would be close, right? Like everything wrong with the city of Miami. Bayside's up there, hundred percent. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of like a straw market, isn't it? I mean, it, it's like like if you got off a cruise ship in Curacao, it, you wouldn't be surprised if Bayside was there. <laughs> You're in the middle of a gigantic population, but you have no parking. You have to get out and walk and. Like, yes, Bayside was terribly designed. Yeah. Can't wait till they turn it into a casino, though. Hey, Jack. They got me. Hard Rock on the Bay. Oh, <laughs> talk to me. I used to park one of my boats there years ago, like 07. Really? Yep. That's where, like, these mega yachts park. Yeah. You ever see, like, outside a heat game or whatever? Yeah. They've got these mm-hmm. oligarchs have their yachts out there. Mickey Mickey Harrison used to – there's, there's like, a little dock next to uh, – not in between Kaseya Center and Bayside, but on the other side, um, there's a little dock. I mean, I've, I've seen Mickey Harrison's yacht pull up into that. It's crazy, man. I would imagine that it is. Crazy. <laughs> well, have you ever seen when you come into Bayside and you have to ride around that big loop and they have those little those little docks to the end by going, the Ferris wheel? Going to Hard Rock. Yeah, like going to yeah, the Hard the little Rock. little Ferris. Yeah, yeah. I, had there, I, I was there for about two months, and then I went bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> but those two months were fire. Oh, we had a good time until we had to go to Hooters <laughs> every day. Did they close Hooters finally? I think we've talked about this. They closed Hooters, right? It's black market now. I think someone told us they closed it. Yeah. 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 What a mm. shame. I got my aunt's jobs there. At Hooters? Yeah. Yeah. They were 60. <laughs> Once they. Uh, That's why the aliens came and left real quick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Julian Crowder. Huh? Yeah, we're out of here. Um, once they took the guitar down from on top of the Hard Rock, Bayside went straight downhill. Really, that was the uh, that was the moment. Mm-hmm. That was the domino. Mm-hmm. They have a Bubba Gump in there still. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that's always and that little park. Class. That little park next to it, you could find any drug you want in there. <laughs> Bet- between Bayside and Intercontinental, they have that little park. Yeah, Bayfront. Oh park. my. Oh my goodness gracious! That that place is special. Like what people left over from Ultra? I was going to say, you show up there if you want to get any drug uh, known to man. Show up when Ultra was there. <laughs> oh my goodness! I walked around there because they have that big boat that sits in front of Inter- Intercontinental that you can have parties on. So I've been to like ten parties on that. And when you walk outside, bro, it's it's a oh, it's a movie out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. My city, baby. That's your city. <laughs> All right, guys. So, Matthew Kachuk, Sam Reinhardt, Carter Verhage, each had a goal and an assist. Sergey Bobrovsky, 26 saves last night. Bro, Panthers are nuts, man. Yep. They are nuts. They yeah. can win seven straight. And if they do, 
They beat the Avalanche. That means they beat the past two defending Stanley Cup champions. They beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, who have been their daddies. And they beat the Rangers and the Habs at home. And then you throw in a little Coyotes victory for fun. I mean, you know, they no, they've been uh, They've been rolling. Crazy. Like, rolling. They did. Uh, I saw they lost uh, Evan Rodriguez maybe for a couple games. Um, I don't know if you saw that, Hawk. I did not. Anyways, at the Colorado Avalanche tomorrow, 4 p.m. Okay. Heat at the Suns tonight, 9 p.m. Currently 2-2 two and two on this trip. It ends in Phoenix. Kevin Durant questionable. Guy stinks. Jimmy <laughs> Butler is out. <laughs> Kane Hoops at Wake Forest tomorrow, 2-15. Wake Forest also undefeated in ACC play. Kevin Durant questionable. Last seen Bayside Market lurking around. <laughs> My Bubba Gumps. (laughs) (laughs) Canes women's hoops, they lost to uh, Boston College last night. They host Wake Forest Sunday, 2 p.m. at the Watsco Center. So Xavier Howard is out for the Dolphins on Sunday night football. Bradley Chubb, according to Mike McDaniel, had surgery and, quote, it went well. And as Hawk mentioned, Josh Allen, per Sean McDermott, quote, he'll be ready to go Sunday night. A couple other Dolphins notes. So you mentioned – Trevor Lawrence, when the Jaguars were at the Titans, uh, he's questionable. Ryan Tannehill was just announced will start for the Titans. All right. Mm. Let's go, Jazz. Got him in a parlay. Yeah. Did you see the uh, the farewell game uh, announced for Goran Dragic? I sure did, Hawk. Goran Dragic's NBA career has officially come to an end, and the Slovenian legend will have one last farewell event in his home country over the summer headlined by some of the biggest stars in the game, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and more. They're all going to go and play a farewell game for uh, for Gogi. That's kind of cool. You left out the biggest name, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's playing? Did you see the full list of names I did not. Jimmy Butler. like an all-star game, right? Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, Luis Scola from Argentina, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Speaking of uh, foreign players, I saw Ricky Rubio retired. I had no idea he was still in the league. In Cleveland. Had no balling. idea. Ooh, he was showing up. Ricky Rubio. Ricky He's been in, Rubio. He was in the league like, what, 15, I mean, years? the longest. He's a pro since he was 14 years old. Wow. The Spaniard, I, Freddy Adu. <laughs> I picked the wrong sport. <laughs> Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, but how about this? Steve Nash, Kevin McHale, and Jeff Hornacek are all going to play as well. I think Hornacek coached them in Phoenix, and Kevin McHale was in the front office there, something like that. Kevin McHale can get up and down the court still? Yeah. Well, Hornacek and McHale are going to play in basketball games. Mm-hmm. Against Jimmy Butler and Giannis yeah. Antetokounmpo? Yeah, yeah. Th- 30, 38 minutes for them, 38 <laughs> minutes. Give me Kevin McHale for 38 a friendly. I mean, what, what do you think? Kevin McHale's <laughs> running the pistol off. But, I mean, like, <laughs> you still are going full speed. I mean, yeah, full yeah. speed? Like, what do you want Giannis to do? You want him to go the speed of a 50-year-old man? I want him to play like how he plays against the Pacers because they <laughs> suck. They stink. Last night, basketball was fun, man. He saw the Joker, the game winner he hit over the Warriors. Yeah. Just crazy, man. How about the back and forth between um, Giannis and, and Wemby. Wemby? Yeah, I mean there were there were some really cool moments in that game. Yeah, 
Yes. The block at the very end. Yeah, yep. and, and then Wemby made the right pass, by the way, but that guy stinks, whoever it is from the uh, from the Spurs. That guy stinks. Yeah. Oh, the worst team in the West, huh? They stink? They stink. Yeah, yeah. Wemby got to get some people around him. Uh, Jokic, by the way, since we're discussing it, highest field goal percentage over a four-game span in the shot clock era since 54-55 with a minimum of 40 attempts. He's missed in his last five games four field goal attempts. That's insane. I'm, I'm sorry. In his last four games, he's missed five field goal That's attempts. That's insane. He's insane. He's not trying. Well, he. I mean, he's it's- trying – he has a physical look that makes him appear correct, like he's not trying. But yeah. he's just an unstoppable force. Agreed 100%, and I'm with you. His game is boring as hell. Yeah. Yeah. But it's he's just – He's not – don't, Please don't give me a, a NBA Finals with that. I hate it. We watched it. I saw it. it. I've seen it. it. I hate it. It's Floyd Mayweather. You know, Floyd Mayweather is not the, the most exciting boxer in the world, but you can't argue his greatness. But Floyd uh, – no, but it's I'm not. Stealing the, I'm stealing that take. No, it is exactly what it is. It's, it's one of the greatest athletes of all time. That is boring as hell to watch. Hawk, thank you so much. It's not. He is Floyd Mayweather. Consider it yours. You know why he's not Floyd? I'm going to bring this up on Inside NFL next week. Consider it yours. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Bring up uh, Nikola Jokic and Floyd Mayweather (laughs) on Inside the NFL. That's perfect. You know why he's not Floyd, though? can't imagine why you end up on the cutting room floor all the time. (laughs) Hey, put me in a closet weekly. Floyd doesn't hide the fact that he just puts mad work in before a fight. So, like, while in the ring he's a bit boring to watch, the body of work leading up to it, like he's in the gym, he's working out, he's killing himself. Steph Curry <laughs> right. is Yo-Kitch in the gym. Is at the track. Jokic is at the track. He's riding. He's in a wooden cart he's with, with a horse. He's with me and Devo at the track. <laughs> I mean, Steph Curry is in the gym putting up 10,000 jumpers a day. All right, we gotta move. We gotta move on. We gotta move on because we. What the hell's Joker doing? We have we have a ton of stuff to get through with the Dolphins. Your weather from the Demesman and Dover <laughs> Law Firm. Call them eight six six nine five four more. Your accident attorneys dot com. Partly cloudy tonight. The lows will be in the upper sixties. at your weather. All right, uh, Will Manso is gonna join us. I was gonna talk Dolphins with him. Uh, hard Rock Crowder. Hard Rock. Uh, I was gonna talk dolphins with him. What was that? What was that symbol that Solana just gave me? I, I was Throwing gonna give you the 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 deal. The deal. You symbol. gave me Solana. You look like a hibachi grill chef. <laughs> what was yours? Wait, let me look at Solana. Look at his. Look, that's a hibachi <laughs> grill that? chef. What is that? I'm throwing chips. It looks like your drumline. No, I'm throwing <laughs> chips. <laughs> He's either Nick Cannon or he is cutting uh, up steak at a hibachi grill. Uh, you want a deal? Deal. That's what I'm doing. I'm throwing <laughs> chips. I'm dealing cards. But I was, but you're throwing chips at yourself. And like, what what are you doing? <laughs> um, we had to work on our nonverbal communication. <laughs> Will Manso is going to join us. I said I was going to talk dolphins with him, but if you want to talk about <laughs> Jokic's game, I'm game. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Will, Will Manso is going to join us in a moment. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. To a tag of Leoa. Hawk and Crowder. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is a big, big weekend. And Will Manso is on the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Will Manso, sports anchor and reporter at Local 10 here in Miami. I will start with uh, a very simple question, yet it is a question that Crowder and Solana and I and every guest this week has struggled to give a definitive answer that, you know, we've given in games past this season, which is, do you expect the Dolphins to win on Sunday night? Yes, I do. And I feel like I'm alone in that take. I, I, I was at camp yesterday, and, you know, when we're waiting for players and locker room availability to open, the media is sitting there, we're talking, and we're gossiping, and we're, you know, giving our take on things. And I feel like everyone thinks the Dolphins are going to lose. And I know that on social media, things tend to be negative. So I don't really take much, you know, I don't put much judgment or weight into that because fans just get angry and they're frustrated with maybe some of the play or the history of the, of the franchise. But to me, they're in, great, in a great spot. I know they have injuries, but they've got everything right in front of them at home in prime time. And the most important player that cannot be injured is not injured. He's healthy and he's playing, and that's your quarterback all 17 games. So I think they are going to win Sunday night. Uh, it's kind of kind of diminishing the injury situation, though, when you go, eh, they have a few injuries. I mean, they, they really are banged up. We know Xavier Howard's not going to play. Obviously, Jalen Phillips out for the season, Bradley Chubb, uh, Connor Williams, and then, you know, Tyreek Hill we saw in the walking boot this week, and Raheem Mostert missed last week. And, like, they are really banged up yeah. well. They are, and look, and other teams are as well, and other teams have issue, and a big part of having success in the NFL at this time of the year is to try to be your healthiest and playing your best in the playoffs, and obviously the Dolphins have a challenge given the injuries, but they're getting Robert Hunt back on the line. That's going to help. He's missed the last month or so. Tyreek looks like he is going to play. I look at Devon Achan, and you know, while Mostert is still up in the year, Achan certainly wasn't the issue that you lost last year or last week against Baltimore. I mean, he ran the ball well. There are still pieces in the formula there for them to have success. And I think with Josh Allen, it, it always goes back to the same thing with Allen. I mean, he he's bound to make a mistake at some point. But the key with him is you can't let him beat you with his feet, and you can't let him just get out of the pocket. If they can find a way to contain him in the pocket, force him into trying to make a mistake, force things in, Jalen Ramsey makes a big play. Someone makes it. Christian Wilkins makes a big play. Sealer. They have enough guys, in my opinion, that they could disrupt him and run the football to avoid mistakes and win the game at home. But, Will, wouldn't it? Like, the, the Ravens did it. They never went at Jalen Ramsey. They picked on other people. They went at the linebackers. They went at the safeties. Yeah. They went at everybody else. You know what I'm saying? We're like, Cater Kohu, Eli Apple are going to have to make plays in this game. That's my fear of what Buffalo saw last week. Yeah, and I think it's a legitimate fear, Channing. I think because we just saw it, a week ago, you know, we saw – granted, I think Baltimore's a better team than Buffalo. I think they have more weapons. I think Lamar's grasp right now, the way he's playing at the level. And Josh Allen's having a big season, but obviously he turns the ball over a lot. Uh, his passing hasn't really been that good the last month or so. His running has. I mean, he's got, what, 16 rushing touchdowns, whatever it is, 
in that range. But I think with him, you know he's bound to make that mistake, more so than Lamar. Lamar's going to be the MVP for a reason. I think he showed it last week. Could Josh Allen do that to the Dolphins this week? Absolutely. I mean, if you don't pressure him to the point of making him make mistakes, again, in the pocket, if he starts rolling out or running around or going crazy, you're going to be in trouble. We've seen him kill the Dolphins before, even before he became a star player. So I'm not trying to diminish what the Bills can do. And in, in no way am I saying the Bills can't go in there and win. Obviously, they can. They're a favorite. They've won four in a row. They are playing better football overall as a team. I just don't see that this doom and gloom that the Dolphins are toast and they can't beat Buffalo. I, I just don't see that. How about this? Give a letter grade. There's one regular season game left for the Dolphins. Give a letter grade to Mike McDaniel, Vic Fangio, and Tua for the season. I mean, I think I think I'd give a, a B for McDaniel. I'd give a B plus for two, and I'd probably give a C for Fangio. Um, I think two has been phenomenal. I think he's made some mistakes, obviously, but I think for the most part he has shown a real grasp of this offense through the changes of the offensive line and the ups and downs and the backfield and the receivers and the weapons. And everybody says, oh, he's got so many weapons. Well, they haven't all been there, and the protection has been good throughout with the mixing and matching of the lineups, but still, that's not easy for a quarterback. McDaniel, I only give him a B because I just feel there are still some issues within his game in decisions within the game as far as, you know, whether going for it, uh, the the time management, the decisions in certain in moments that I think still are things he has to prove, especially in big games like this. Uh, you know, losing a 14-point lead in that Tennessee game could end up being a killer, and that when you look at Fangio and with the defense, you know, giving up those points late and the mistakes they've made throughout, never really finding a rhythm defensively. There was like a month stretch where it looked like the defense was turning the corner and we were all saying, okay, this team's kind of coming together. And then all of a sudden, whether injuries or, or poor play, whatever you want to say, it is still in the defensive coordinator's scheme something together to find a way. And it hasn't been working. Certainly wasn't working last week for the Dolphins defense. And Will, do they pull out? Everything. Like, do, do you treat this like week one of the playoffs? Because we've talked about it all week. If they lose, they play Kansas City, they're the sixth seed. If they win, they're the two seed, and it's a number of, you know, a bunch of things that can happen, whoever they play, but they're playing mm-hmm. at home. Buffalo either makes the playoff or doesn't make the playoffs. So this is really yeah. the first week of the playoffs for Buffalo. Do, does Mike McDaniel, I thought about it, speaking of, like, coaching decisions, mm-hmm. you pull out all the stops. You use anything you have, any of those plays that you were sitting up at three in the morning, you know, messing with your baby and drew up, you drew up in the playroom. Do you pull out all the stops this game? I think you have to. I think you have to treat this almost like a playoff game in a sense. Look, the reality is this. The Dolphins, it is such an extreme. The only thing that would be more extreme is if you lose and don't make the playoffs. We know the Dolphins are in. But we also know, guys, that if the Dolphins make the playoffs as a wild card, the chances of them winning three games on the road to get to the Super Bowl are slim to none. I mean, it's happened, sure, teams make runs like that. But, again, those are teams that enter maybe playing their best and healthiest, and we know the Dolphins are not in that position right now. The Dolphins need to be at home in the playoffs. And if you get the two seed, which is find a way to win Sunday, you have two games at home in the playoffs, given if you can win that first one. And we're going to learn a lot tomorrow with the Steelers' result as far as whether Buffalo is going to need that game. You know, there are, there are results. Like if the Steelers lose tomorrow, it changes things a little bit as far as from Buffalo's perspective of getting in. And then, then after that, then you've got Jacksonville's result and all these other results going on. So by Sunday night, we'll have a better idea of what this really means for Buffalo. But we already know what it means for the Dolphins. 
you get the two seed, and it changes everything. If you could get Raheem back, if Waddle could be closer to 100% next week, if you get uh, X back, if you get these guys back and you're at home for two weeks, if you can win that first one, all of a sudden you're looking at a team that could really be in position to play for an AFC championship. But if you don't win this game, none of that matters, Channing. So I think you got to treat it as a playoff game, as an end-of-season game, because the reality is if they don't win this game, I don't see them getting very far in the playoffs. When you say you don't see them getting very far, if they are matched up in Kansas City week one, do you think they can win that game? I think with healthy bodies back, yeah, I think they can. I, I think we've all seen that Casey's not the Casey they've been in the past. Now, going into Kansas City and winning the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes' track record at home in the playoffs, look, it's not easy. Uh, again, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's okay. If they lose, they're going to win in KC. No, I, it's going to be a hell of a challenge. You would hope they're healthier. You would hope they don't have any more injuries this game that would even set them back more. But that's not the position you want to be in. It's just not the formula. Again, teams have done it. Sure, we see it every year. Teams make runs on the road and have opportunities, but that's not the formula. And for a team that just a few weeks ago was on top of the world and seemed like a legit Super Bowl contender, the thought of going to Kansas City week one of the playoffs just isn't something you want to deal with right now. Could they win? Sure. Is it is that the position you want to be in? Absolutely not. And, Will, speaking of injuries, I think this is – I'm coming around. I've asked a bunch of people this because, you know, I came out and said I think they should have pulled Tua, Bradley Chubb, pretty much anybody yeah. over five or six years when you're down by 30. Do you think that was a mistake, leaving Bradley Chubb? And even um yesterday, I think Josh Appel said, he was like, this is revisionist history because if Bradley didn't get hurt, it's fine. But I just – I look at it as, man, fold up the tents. Say, hey, we mm -hmm. lost this game. You're down by 30 and take out the older starters for sure. Yeah, and I think, look, I think McDaniel pretty much admitted that this week in hindsight. But it is one of those things that in the rhythm of the game, you're kind of sitting there coaching and, and something happens, a quick turnover, you bring a guy out. I don't know if in that moment you're thinking that way because the reality is this, and you know this, and any former player, anybody who's played the game and how violent it is, that injury could have easily happened at any point of the game. And look at X, perfect example. X got hurt early in the game. Now you don't have him to the playoffs. If X had gotten hurt in that fourth quarter, everybody's blaming McDaniel the same way. You see what I mean? So it's like injuries happen. Could he have pulled it? Should he have pulled it? Absolutely. I think in hindsight. But I'll be honest with you, as that game was progressing, I wasn't sitting there looking at, oh, my gosh. Two is the one who stands out because he's the quarterback and because it's the obvious one, the guy with the ball in his hands. You don't want him taking hits, needless hits like that. The Chubb injury, non-contact, I mean, that could have happened at any point. It stinks that it happened in a 30-point game when the game was decided already. But I'm not going to crucify McDaniel for that just because, it, unfortunately, it's part of the game. Will Manso, you watch him uh, on Local 10. You see him on the Heat broadcast as well on Bally Sports Sun. And the Heat, just to transition there for a brief minute, um, can we buy into the heat? You know, like they're, what are they still fourth in the East? I guess. I mean, yeah. do we, do we believe the, do we believe the seedings in the East right now are legit Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, and then Miami. And then I, it was something I said yesterday. I think Clay was on with us yesterday. And I said, you know, we kind of had this mantra that the regular season doesn't matter, but now they kind of look pretty good. So maybe the regular season yeah. does matter. <laughs> I think they look the change from last year to this year, aside from personnel and, you know, obviously having Jaime and the, how incredible he's been and getting a little bit more of a role for H and, and getting Jay Rich and some of the things that they've added. 
I think the the reality is, is the reality check of last year that they don't want to be in that position again where they're fighting for their playoff lives in April, barely squeaking into the playoffs. That formula is not going to work. I mean, it was great last year, but you can't do that again. So I think that the, the Heat overall, you know, from a player perspective, realize, like, look, we, we have to treat the regular season a little bit more seriously. Like, yeah, you're going to have guys that are banged up and Jimmy's out now and other guys have been in and out and Caleb's been out, Tyler missed time, Bam missed time, but you can't just – say, okay, let's coast our way in. So I think this is legitimately a good team. I think if I had to stack them before the season when we discussed this, and, and it hasn't changed one bit, I still think, you know, obviously Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, Miami, those are the teams. But I think the playoff history has shown under Jimmy Butler in his time in Miami that they're a dangerous team if they're playing at their best in the playoffs and if Jimmy's healthy. So the focus has to be, be in position to, you know, be a four or five seed, have a position to, you know, to, to go in with some sort of momentum in the playoffs and have Jimmy Butler playing his best basketball, and I like the chances. And when you've got Jaime playing at the level he's playing, which I think we could all agree is sort of unexpected, it's, it's, it's one of those things. We'll see how the trade and buyout market plays out. But to me, this is still one of the best teams in the East, and they're a team that I think other teams don't want to see in the playoffs if they're at full health. And Will, you brought up Jaime. I'm going to say his name slow because I mess it up all the time. Jaime Jaquez Jr. Very good. So now we're going Triple J the rest of this question. Does he <laughs> really have a chance? Because he won what? He won um, December, December Rookie of the Month, uh, yeah. November Rookie of the Month. He's had back to back Rookie yeah. of the Month. And yeah. then, but you have Chet Holmgren. You have, and I swear, so this is my, this is my argument, Will. This damn Webin Yama is going to win Rookie of the Year because he's just Webin Yama because he looks like an alien because he's big as hell and everybody sees him on ESPN every night. Does Triple J really have a chance to win Rookie of the Year? Does he have a chance? Yeah. Do I think he is? No. And I think for two reasons. First of all, you mentioned Chad. Chad Holmes was phenomenal statistically and his team is playing really well. So, you know, you look at the impact that he's made coming back from that injury last year, not playing at all. I mean, he's just incredible. I mean, I would say he's probably the, the front runner. But I think Jaime, because of the success he's having, the role he's playing, I mean, he's leading the team in minutes. I mean, he's played every game. He's closing out fourth quarters. He's defending LeBron James one-on-one and posting them up. I mean, he has been incredible. I think when Benyama, the thing about when Benyama that's wild is watching that game last night is that there is so much hype around him and it's hard to live up to it. But I think if you just peel back and look at his stats, I mean, he's averaging 19 and 11 with three blocks. He just turned 20 years old. Now, he's on a horrendous basketball team that has, what, five wins. I don't know how much that plays a role if it really does. I think those are the three. I would say Jaime's probably number three on that list as far as the possibilities, just given that he plays on a team with so much balance and he's not the focal point. And those other guys are going to have the ball in their hands a lot, probably putting up 25, 30-point nights as the season goes on, where Jaime is going to continue to do what he does, which is everything. I mean, defend, facilitate, shoot, score, post up. I mean, he's been great. I don't think the Heat really care too much, and neither does he about the award stuff. But the fact that we're having this discussion as to what 18th pick in the draft being mentioned with those two guys who were the front runners for Rookie of the Year is pretty incredible. Well, I care because I have Triple J, a future Rookie of the Year <laughs> at plus three thousand, and I'm God. counting. I'm counting I knew that on. There was a hook there. I'm, I'm counting on Wemby uh, not to be able to play sixty five oh. games, and and maybe Holmgren having some sort of uh, stretches. It's all. Possible. It's all possible. I'm going to pull the curtain back here. So Solana wanted to ask a question next, and I waved him off. I said, we don't have time, which we really don't. What? 
Um, but he wanted to ask you a question to get audio for preheat tonight. Like he spe- he has a specific <laughs> question. I waved him off because I said we don't have any oh, time because we're Good coming luck. up at the at the top of the hour. But I wanted to ask you another question, which is because Crowder mentioned aliens. Do you think aliens invaded Bayside the other night? I mean, listen, as someone who spends a lot of time around Bayside of the arena, I think aliens have been at Bayside for many years. So I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't their police presence through. was pretty wild, right? Do you think there's any truth to the uh, the notion that there were 10-foot aliens walking around Bayside and perhaps getting uh, shrimp parmesan at Bubba Gump? If there were, let's just put it this way, then I would hope that Andy – Ellisburg and Adam Simon were there scouting and they signed them over to the heat subsides in the front court. That's all I got to say. That is actually funny. You know what? I, I, I've maintained this like back in the, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s. You'd think that if aliens showed up, it would change mankind. We would say we're not alone in the universe and it would be like, oh, you know, the angels singing and you figure out, OK, what is the meaning of life? I think now, in 2024, everybody's just so over everything that it would immediately become who can sign these aliens to a sponsorship deal yes. of basketball. Yes. Like, Do nothing it. changes, right? Nothing nothing, nothing yeah. would change in our society. If there really were aliens walking around Bayside, nothing would change. We would all go to work. We wouldn't have any different ideas about politics and world uh, harmony. Like, we would just go, what what? Do the aliens offer me? Exactly. How can yeah. we get the most of these aliens? Yeah. 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 Interesting. All right. I don't know if that was an upbeat way to end the show, but uh, or end the uh, the segment. Well, you, you killed Solana's. You killed Solana's. Go ahead, Solana. What do you need for tonight? And answer oh, in a forty. Terrible. Answer in a forty-five second sound clip. Uh, Will. Seconds. Go. That's a lot of pressure. No, Will, I mean, you, you were talking about the Heat being good in the playoffs, Jimmy Butler being good in the playoffs. I'm with you, but at what point, because it looks like Jimmy's going to miss some uh, some more time here, at what point do you become concerned that the trio of Jimmy, Bam, and Hero haven't played, what, seven and a half games together? Like, at mm-hmm. what point do we become concerned about that going to the playoffs? Post-All-Star break. I think after the All-Star break, if you're not seeing some continuity with those guys, I would – I don't know if concern or worry, because, again, with Jimmy, with Jimmy, the only worry is if anything lingers, if any of the injuries are lingering, which to this point, look, the toe rotation that he's got now, the calf issue he had recently, none of that seems like it's long-term. So I think it's more of a maintenance, get him playing his best, you know, soon and feeling his best. But I think by the second half of the season, whatever the Heat do in the, de- you know, the, in the deadline and in the buyout market, I think you need those guys playing and playing consistently going into the playoffs. But even then, as long as they're healthy, they'll figure it out. Last year, first game of the playoffs, Tyler goes out. It's doom and gloom. Oh, my goodness, it's over. And they still made a run to the finals. So I think this team has, has got enough leadership led by Jimmy that if they're healthy, they'll find a way. You just got to maintain them and keep them that way. Will, do you spank your kids? No, I, I don't. No, of course not. I don't. What? My, my, no, but by the way, I was spanked as a kid. I was, and I don't, you know, I, I, I just somewhere turned the corner where I said I wouldn't. But let me tell you something. Even my teenagers, sometimes I feel like it, that's for sure. Sometimes I get the urge. <laughs> they they I'm test to, me I'm in every look- which way. 
I'm looking for an ally here, Will. I thought you were my You're guy. You're not going to but... find an ally in 2024 oh, to spank your kids. I was spanked We call as it well. pow-pow. We call it pow-pow, Will. That sounds more pleasant, a little pow-pow. Yeah, well. Pow-pow, yeah. It, so the levels of spanking, yeah. that's true. A pow-pow or, you know, a, a spanking, do, that's where it do a better it, job. Uh, do a better job parenting, Crowder. Maybe maybe just oh, do I, a, I do yeah. a good job. No, no, Crowder. I'm sure so, you do a fine job. Crowder, Crowder's a great dad. They just don't know, they don't want to listen to us. Kids we're, are a lot of control. I don't know if you spend a lot yeah. of time Thank with you. kids. You know how you you know how you tighten them up, Hawk, with a pow pow. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you missed Will Manso's answer to Solana's question, you will hear it tonight at 7:49 p.m. on yes. preheat, and then Solana yes. will have Tommy Tig comment on it after that. I'm on Tommy's show tomorrow, too, so there's another segment. You can hear it again. There you go. <laughs> Will Manso from Local 10, Valley Sports Sun. Thanks, Will. Anytime, guys. All right, there you go. Uh, we will continue on here. A very important Friday, a sports-filled Friday here on Hockman and Crowder. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Hawk and Crowder. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.